Good afternoon, y'all. It's great to see y'all today on this beautiful, beautiful day out there. Guys, today the gospel, um, Jesus is continuing his mission of the kingdom, bringing the kingdom of God to his people. And part of that mission is the healing of people. And that's what we see today. This is incredible healing of a guy with leprosy. I mean, we don't have a whole lot of leprosy in today's day. Uh, it is curable now, uh, though not it's not eradicated from our culture. Um, but back then it wasn't curable. I mean, you know what leprosy is, right? It's the, the rotting of the flesh, basically, that takes place. And, um, and if that happened in Jesus' days, you were also isolated. You couldn't go around your family. You couldn't see people. If you were going into town, you had to ring a little bell. Ding, ding, ding. Unclean, unclean. Right? Not too different than what we deal with today. <laughs> right? Don't go in the store without your mask. You can't do these things, right? Um, <laughs> isolation was a big thing of leopards because it was highly, highly contagious, right? And that was something you did not want to get. So he goes and he meets Jesus and he tells Jesus, if you wish, you can make me clean. And I love the encounter right here. Jesus, it says he was moved with pity. And not just like, oh, poor bet, I feel sorry for you. That's not what he meant. Pity in, in the scriptures is actually the word for mercy. Jesus is moved with mercy for this guy. And he, he draws near to him and he touches him. That would have made Jesus unclean. Because if you touch someone with a leper, you had to isolate for 14 days. <laughs> right? You were made unclean if you touched someone with leprosy. That was just the way it goes. And so Jesus did which was that which was unimaginable. He touched the guy. He could have stood at a distance and said, I do will it, be made clean. But there was something to be healed greater than the sores of this man's body. And it was the human touch. It was the isolation that he had encountered for so many years. Because to his family, he was dead. He couldn't go see him no more. So the touch of Jesus was very healing. And the heart was healed long before the body started to get restored. And so I think that's fascinating with Jesus. That which is unclean does not make Jesus unclean. Actually, his cleanliness cleanses that which is unclean. Right? And so we see this encounter happened with Jesus, and then he tells the guy, he says, I, he warns him sternly, do not tell anybody. Don't say a word, but just go show yourself to the priest. Again, we're in Mark's Gospel, chapter 1, the beginning of Jesus' ministry. Two exorcisms behind him, a lot of healings, and now is this massive leprosy healing. That which was impossible, Jesus just did. Why? Well, simply... Because he's the second person of the Holy Trinity. That's why he's divine. He can do what he wants. And so he did. So he sternly warns this guy, don't tell anybody, go show yourself to the priest and offer the offering which Moses prescribed for the proof to them that he had been healed. But the guy's disobedient and he goes and he begins to publicize it to everybody. You see, this is the beginning of what we know in the church to be what I think is the most hidden sacrament and the most forgotten sacrament of the church, which is the anointing of the sick. This is what happens in the anointing of the sick. There's a lot of touching in the anointing of the sick. There's anointing. 
and there's forgiveness of sins in the anointing of the sick. Right? That's why only a priest can do it. A deacon can't go and anoint somebody. Only a priest can do that because it involves the forgiveness of sins. Listen to the words at the very beginning of the anointing of the sick. And look, anointing of the sick is that. If you're sick, get anointed. If you go and get a, a surgery, I did it yesterday. A man was going for surgery this morning. He got the anointing of the sick yesterday. It's not the last rites. There's sometimes, as a priest, some of the older generation, I walk into the hospital with my little green book, and they're sick, and they look at me and they go, you can leave. <laughs> like, it's as if I'm the grim reaper. Like, the minute I bless them, they're going to die, right? That, that was... <laughs> Maybe in one day that's what people thought, but that's not what the anointing of the sick is all about. This guy that was anointed by Jesus didn't die. He was actually restored to health. <laughs> this is where the anointing comes from. So listen to the words. I love the beginning of the anointing of the sick. It says, Lord God, you have said to us through your apostle James, are there sick people among you? Let them send for the priests of the church. Let the priests pray over them, anointing them with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will save the sick persons, and the Lord will raise them up. If they've committed any sins, their sins will be forgiven them. Okay? So this is one of the most beautiful things like the church has, the forgiveness of sins and the restoration of the body. And I've seen time and time again healing after healing after healing. Physical healings take place after annoyance of the sick. I had a friend of mine that had a massive stroke. And uh, she was unable to speak, and she heard the doctor say to her husband, she said, um, the doctor said, you need to call a priest in because she's not going to make it through the night. And she remembers and, and is now been healed by the intercession of Blessed Father Silos. But she recounts the encounter that whenever the priest came into the room, she knew that she could not confess her sins to be in a state of grace. And she said, I can't tell you how much comfort it gave me knowing that the, the church, my mother, was speaking on my behalf before Christ and forgiving me of my sins. They were, the church was my voice when I had no voice. I was like, it was massive, just huge. And she knew that she was now in a state of grace and she could close her eyes and go home to the Father if that was happening. It wasn't what God had in store for her. She is now completely healed and bouncing all over the place, telling her testimony. So anyway, so that's the most powerful thing, like this happening in the anointing of the sick. But then there's another thing that I never knew about, and I, I speak about it once every once in a while, is there is in the church what we call the apostolic pardon. And I never knew about the apostolic pardon until I was about a year into the priesthood. And it's the, a pardon of the apostles. This prayer, if a priest knows that death is impending on the person, they do the anointing of the sick, Sins are forgiven, but then we pray this prayer. Listen to the prayers of this one, because it washes away all of your sins and the penalties of your sins. So no purgatory time, boo. Listen to the words. Through the holy mysteries of our redemption, may Almighty God release you from all punishments in this life and in the life to come. May He open to you the gates of paradise and welcome you to everlasting joy. The church is given to us for the salvation of our souls. And at the last minute of someone's life, no matter what their state of life was, at that moment, if they are unconscious and the, and, and the priest comes in and anoints them, forgives them of their sins, gives them the pardon of the apostles, 
They steal heaven like the thief on the cross. Scandalous. <laughs> Why? How can this happen? Why? Well, because God wants it to be so. Just like Jesus did incredible things. And He healed those who were not supposed to be able to be healed. Why? Because He's the second person of the divine trinity. He's God. He can do it. He instituted this sacrament, not man. So He can do what He wants. He can forgive sins and He can pardon them of all sins in this life and in the life to come. Because His love and His mercy is that intense. He wants us to be with Him for all of eternity. That's the heart of the Father. And He gives the church sacramental means to get every soul there. Right? What a beautiful gift we have that Jesus gave to us in Matthew chapter 16, this church founded upon Peter that the gates of hell will not prevail against. So let us work diligently for the salvation of souls. And if somebody is sick, and you know it, please call a priest because their very salvation could be at stake. Amen?